0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Sirius Sid. Welcome. This is the first episode of the Dab Girls Club. So I'm going to be starting this pod because not only do I enjoy listening to podcasts, I enjoy smoking with podcasts. I enjoy just putting them on when I'm cleaning my room, making breakfast, if I feel like making breakfast. Um, I only listen to a couple. I don't know if you listen to any podcasts yourself, um, but my... I guess a couple of my favorite podcasts that have inspired me to continue looking into starting a podcast myself would be uh, Shay from Online's podcast, Better Left Said. If you don't follow her, I definitely recommend getting on Twitter and looking up at Shay from Online, S-H-A-Y. She doesn't really like to be blown up like that, but I do really recommend giving her a follow, especially to my ladies and ladies. She she kills me. She cracks me up. She is a black American woman living in New Zealand. She was in Australia. She's been to a couple of different countries. She tends to travel kind of a lot. Um, she likes to get the dick and get dick down and get that snatch chewed on. Like, we love it here. We love that for her. And to my fellow whores, like, she's a, she's a must follow. It, it must be done. The other podcast that I've gotten into, or I guess the first podcast I ever got into, a friend of mine showed it to me, is uh, Going Deep with Chad and JT. It's these uh, really funny two super dudes. Um, they actually had an interview go viral. Shoot, I can't remember what the interview was, but it, it went viral because they were just so fucking funny. They're these just potheads. So if you've ever got time, I would recommend just looking them up. They've got like well over 150 episodes at this point, I think. Um, I started listening to them. I was, sh- I was introduced to them, I should say, like in their earlier episodes, maybe like their 20th or 30th episode, I think. Um, and I like fell off listening to them. I tried to go back and start from the beginning, but there's just so much content now, like it feels wrong to go back and try and catch up, especially because our episodes are like over an hour each. Um, it's kind of hard to keep up, but I skip forward to some of the newer episodes, and, like, they've got guests and stuff on there now, and they have ads, they're, like, are sponsored by lube and condoms and stuff, and it's really funny, they crack me up, um, their, their fans are called the Stokers, they're, they're a good time for sure, if you're ever looking for something to do that's a nice one to listen to they they really send me to another place like i can't describe how funny they are it's it's really just the way that they talk to each other that's what's so funny and like the questions that people send them like they can be kind of misogynistic you know like a lot of their followers are college dudes but like their responses are so 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 funny every single time like they they really do send me um so yeah totally check them out And I guess more recently on Netflix, I know that Duncan Trussell has come out with The Midnight Gospel. Um, It's not necessarily a podcast. He does have his own podcast that I haven't gotten around to listening to yet, but his show, The Midnight Gospel, is incredible. I am going to get around to talking about that a little bit later, Um, but as far as podcasting goes, that kind of, like, opened my eyes into, like, just the different ways that you can go about doing podcasts each of these three things that I have mentioned are like completely different from the other so yeah I guess just like kind of stay buckled up if you're really gonna check all three of them out so as most of you know I am here to rip on 13 reasons why today that is the whole reason I started recording this podcast today specifically This is not my first attempt at recording a podcast. This is actually my third. I have not been able to get over 30 minutes before, but actually this is my second time recording this information just because I tried to do this on SoundCloud. SoundCloud sucks. Don't do that. So I actually downloaded an app that's going to help me take care of this better. Um... So yeah, this is. I got to 45 minutes before though, so I, I'm, I have a feeling I'm going to get to about 45 minutes again right now, and I'm uh, pretty excited about that because I've got some good info here today. So I'm actually going to start off talking about COVID right now. Uh, a lot of the reason why I'm starting this podcast right now is because of COVID, don't really have much to do sitting around the house, been unemployed since March, I mean actually February, funny story, I actually got fired before COVID, unrelated to COVID, um, <laughs> so I've been unemployed for a long time, I, uh, all through March I didn't have a job, I actually ended up going on a road trip with my dad because he has a motor home, um, <laughs> he, like, lived in it for a couple years after my parents split up, so, like, he has a motor home, so we, we took the motor home and visited my sister and my niece and my brother-in-law and my mom in Arizona for like a day or two. And then we just kind of like decided to drive all the way to Ohio to visit my uncle, like his brother. I don't really know why we decided to do this, but we haven't really road tripped together since I was a kid. So we just decided to pick up and take off. And we were originally going to stop in St. Louis because he had like some work to do there, but he was like, I don't want to do it yet. So we just didn't go. So we were in Ohio for a couple days. We actually stopped. My dad hates pot, just FYI, super, like, traditionally old man, you know, he's 60-something, you could imagine what coming, what comes with being 60-something, um, but he's really anti-pot, and I asked him to stop by Colorado on the way so he could get some weed for me, because I didn't bring enough for a whole couple weeks of a trip, you know, and he, at first he bitched, and then I actually took a nap and woke up, and he was like, oh, we're in Colorado, by the way, like, we're gonna be at a dispensary in about an hour. I was just like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? Like, it cracked me up. I got some live resin cartridges. It was fire. Shout out Colorado. Um, the guy who helped me was super awesome. I really wish that I could remember his name, but they signed me up for promotions, even though I don't think I'll ever be going back to there again. Unless I go to Colorado again soon, which would be fucking sweet. Um. Yeah, so I was in Ohio, and uh, then I went to New York to go visit a couple of friends of mine in, like, upstate New York, and during the middle of this trip, like, you know, it's been about two weeks since I've been away from home, and, like, this is when the corona started to get, like, we, we, like, the public was starting to realize, like, we need to take this more seriously. So, like, before I left, I was like, oh, whatever, like, you know, everything was still open, um, and then all the bars in in my hometown in San Jose got shut down, like, while I was gone. And I was like, oh, shit, because, you know, it hit the Bay Area pretty hard. So everything shut down, like, while I was gone. And then all the other places started to shut down. And by the time I got to New York, like, because I was driving when they started shutting things down. Um, by the time I got there, everything was shut down. So we couldn't do anything. And we had actually, we were making plans to go, um... Like to new york city or to like rochester or something because they're like in the middle of nowhere up there like it was a fun it was a good fucking trip i'm really glad that i went but it was in the middle of nowhere (laughs) so you know we were gonna take a trip up to like one of the cities but that didn't end up panning out and actually had to change my flight like mid-trip because i was the the stay-in order was to take place at like midnight the next day and i was supposed to be leaving on thursday and this was like a monday night and I was like oh shit so I changed my flight the next day and you know what the flight that I had bought for Thursday was like 300 something dollars and I changed it and the the flight that I had got for Tuesday the, ne- the very next day was only like 120 bucks like they they cut pl- prices in half it was crazy so yeah I just took off got home stayed in been inside since then I had to spend my 22nd birthday on the 29th of March inside Aries gang we love it here um i haven't really done much i picked up a bunch of hobbies i like i don't know if you know me at all if you followed me i you know that i like to knit i have knitting as a hobby um (laughs) like a very old lady um but i haven't really been able to get into knitting the way that i've wanted to get into knitting like since covid has started i really thought that this would be an opportunity to like knit so i started a pair of overalls and, you know, I got the top part done, the little overall part, but I just kind of, as soon as I was like, oh yeah, I gotta do the straps, I just, like, did it. <laughs> I just didn't do them, didn't feel like it. And then I, you know, I had a whole plan for the pant, the bottom part, and I think I'm having war flashbacks to the sweatpants that I tried to knit a few years ago. And I just, like, I'm too scared to start the pant leg process, even though, like, I have a theory of how to do it a lot easier. I really made it hard for myself the first time, but I guess we'll see, like, how it pans out. When I get there, um, I haven't touched it in about a month. I really should. I should bully myself into doing it now that I'm talking about it, even if for the second time, since it's my second time recording. I'm just like, I really need to finish that. Okay. As far as knitting goes, like, I've also picked up, uh, nails, doing acrylic nails. I started with dip powder, and you know, my friend Courtney got acrylic powder because she wanted me to do hers with the acrylic. And, you know, it turned out pretty good. The acrylic is holding up well. Mine look good, but Corny's look really good. I did hers first, so I'm glad that hers turned out really good. I'm excited about that. You know, basically have a nail bar. You gotta have all the decorations and stuff. It's, like, so crazy. I, you know, I never thought that I'd get into doing it myself, but now that I do, I don't think I'm gonna go back to the salon for a long time. Like, maybe for a pedicure, but if I can do my own nails, I think I might just keep doing that. And a lot of the sand I've spent, like, uh, online shopping, to be completely honest. Um, mostly just because... Unemployment oh. is insane. I like can't even tell you how insane unemployment is. Like, I've always had a job ever since I was sixteen. I've always had a job. I've never really taken breaks between jobs. I've never been on unemployment before. I didn't really know how it works. Based off my last year's income, and I made a lot of money last year. So you know, the job that I had in the beginning of the year, the pay, the pay, when I was getting paid in the beginning of 2020, was nothing compared to what I'm getting paid on unemployment, especially because the checks would have been huge without that extra $600 they're giving me every single check. I don't really know why they're giving me, like, I don't know, I'm not going to complain, definitely trying to save my money, but I'm also indulging in some things that I haven't been able to purchase before. Really upsets me that uh, I've gotten all this unemployment on top of my $1,200. Come to find out that other people haven't even found- gotten their $1,200 like just because they're in lower income neighborhoods or whatever. Like that really grinds my gears because I'm over here like in a re- I have a good setup and like other people should be getting this money. So, you know, as soon as the Black Lives Matter thing rolled around, I felt I felt good like putting more money back into the community in places that it hasn't you know reached as much yet. Um, That's going to be a topic for a different day, though. Like, I've I've got too much to say about that. I don't really want to dive too deep into that. Um, While we're starting off roasting 13 Reasons Why today. Again, in just a second, though. (laughs) So, yeah, like, I've been spending this money just chilling around inside. And, you know, like, I don't, I really, like, don't know how to feel about everything opening back up now. Um... I mean, it's pretty clear, like, I was looking at a map the other day, it's pretty clear that the Bay Area and, like, the West Coast in general is still pretty heavily affected. We're still having new cases reported every day. But on the East Coast, they don't really have more cases reported, you know. So the map I was looking at, the East Coast was pretty much all cleared up. They haven't had new cases this week. And since two weeks is the incubation period, like, they're thinking it's probably kind of weaned off. So i th- i'm not positive if they're opening up over there or if they have been opened up over there but i do know that we're attempting to open up here on the west coast in san jose in the bay area um where we still have rising cases every day <laughs> so like i personally won't be going outside hopefully if the beaches go open up i might take take a gander out there and see what it's like but i'll definitely be checking out the private beaches Don't really feel like being anywhere near people. That being said, I did go to a protest or a few protests the very first week. Um, I've since been COVID tested and they haven't actually called me back yet. And it's kind of making me nervous. I mean, like, I don't think they would... They said they'd call me with a positive or a negative. I probably don't have a reason to panic. But, you know, I'm just a, a very easily panicked person, especially when it comes to sicknesses. So, whatever. I guess, like... I mean... I guess what I'm wondering is like what are we really going to be doing about looking for a job post pandemic like you know I'm, I'm doing my nails and stuff I'm like should I get a should I go to classes should I like maybe get a tech a, like a nail tech license so I could like do this for money for real you know like should I do that but then I'm like is it really even going to be viable afterwards like what is the world going to be like after we get out of this when it when it really is safe to go out without Putting people who are at high risk at risk, you know, because going out at this point is, is a slap in the face to those people. And forcing workers to work through that is a, is a slap in the face to those people, too. Like, I've got a lot of friends who are working through this, and I really, like, I don't think that's right. But that's also just coming from me as, like, a, a kind of high risk person, you know, I'm pretty prone to throat and chest diseases. Like, I was out at the protest, so I, I was out at the protest with somebody who has half a lung or. One, <laughs> had lung cancer you know like it, it's for a different cause again that's a, that's a something for a different day to discuss to be completely honest but i'd rather take the risk doing that than going out to i don't know to work like i'm already making money off of the government who should have been able to pay for everybody to have access to treatment for covid for the last couple of months like it's pretty ridiculous that they're able to shell out so much money for all these businesses and they're barely able to Poor like over a $1,200 like for everybody not even to mention all, like I don't know all the unemployment that I'm getting I'm just hoping that everybody else is getting the same amount of unemployment and I really 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 don't want to see them turning this around and being like oh all these people I don't know I if you're here I'm assuming you already agree with me so I'm not really gonna get into arguments with people about this like I just think there needs to be a reboot of the way that the economy works like once we get back into it there's not gonna there's so many people in unemployment and so many businesses have shut down people are going to be fighting for jobs like there's not going to be enough hours for everybody to work 40 hours there's not going to be enough businesses to hire these people for 40 hours a week we need to adjust the way that our workers are paid so they're able to make a living wage off of working 20 or 30 hours not to mention that's going to bring so much more like that's going to be so beneficial for their at-home life with their family and their children, you know? Like, anyway, let's just, we can hope, we can dream. We can dream the revolution will bring change. So yeah, while we've all been at home stressing about pandemics, 13 Reasons Why I guess dropped their third season, which refueled a fire in me that I forgot that I had about how much I despise the show. And its existence and the creators of it aka Selena Gomez I'm not even sure who else is in on it I just know that she's attached to it and I just can't stand her because of that so I guess I'm gonna start with I have not actually watched the show I have seen the clip of her slicing her wrists I just felt like it was entirely too graphic and entirely unnecessary and to my memory I don't think I even remember them very vividly describing the way that she killed herself in the book so yeah like i also want to say like if you haven't read the book i don't want to hear fucking arguments from you for shit like your opinion is so irrelevant to me if you haven't read the book i i seriously can't even tell you if you haven't read the book or watched the show um i guess i i'm this is definitely going to sway you from watching the show i definitely recommend reading the book like before you watch the show um I mean, I mean, honestly, if you did it the other way around, it might appall you even more, like, to to be real, like, uh, the way that the book goes, I don't even remember the main character's name, the boy, but the way that the book goes, the boy, um, as he goes through the tapes of Hannah Baker, like, he sees a different, he sees a character, this girl, like, from far away, and he kind of sees her going through the same, like, degradation, like, the mental degradation that Hannah Baker did, like, the self-isolation, the dramatic hair change, like the dramatic appearance change, like da 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 da, like all, all the different things. I haven't read this book in a while. Um, I think I read it the year the, the like the year before the show came out. Either way. Um, where the fuck was I? Oh yeah. So you know he he sees this girl, and by the time he gets to the end of the tapes, you know like. After talking to all these people that the tapes are written to and, like, feeling so much hatred and, like, going through even resolutions with some of them. Like, he comes to the realization, like, it definitely wasn't anybody's fault that she died. Like, she killed herself, like, because she was going through it and, like, she didn't have anyone to reach out to. Which is, this—it's like, not to say it's her fault, but it's, like... It was her own choice, and like it should she, her like reaching out and those tapes like putting them on them was like. It was her way of like trying to guilt them into, I guess like, blaming themselves. I don't really know. Like it, to me, when I read the book, even like I really didn't like Hannah Baker. I was like, girl, like, like you're, you can't blame your suicide on other people. Like even when you're going to the grave, like I understand that you were bullied and you felt like you were going through everything in the whole world, like, you know, we've, I've, you just can't blame, you just can't blame other people for your decisions, like, when it comes down to it, and he even comes to the same conclusion by the end, but at the same time, like, he also comes to the conclusion, like, that he can do something about it, because he always wanted to talk to Hannah the whole time, and, like, he didn't want to blame himself for not talking to her, I mean, he did want to blame himself for not talking to her, but, like, he realized he can't, because that's not, like, it's it's just, you know, it just gives him room to, like, be able to spot it in the future if he really wants to do something about it. So, like, this character that he sees over time, he realizes that she's following the same path as Hannah, and, like, he believes that she's gonna kill herself, so he, at the very end of the book, like, it's open-ending, but he, like, reaches out to her and, like, befriends her. So, you know, he goes and reaches and like tries to save this girl's life, you know, like not instead, but like he's able, he, he knows that he's able to like spot the signs now. And that's kind of the whole point of the book is like, be aware of what self-harm looks like, even if you don't see the scars or if you don't see the pain like that they're in or if they're laughing off the jokes, you know. So to get into the show, I don't understand how the show was able to push this for three seasons. I know that there's something about... I, I From what I understand, there's something about a lawsuit that's, like, what's pushing everything forward. And, like, if you've read the book, that's totally... That's a total cheap shot. It, like, cheapens the entire story and it takes away from the point. And, like, I feel that the show having Hannah Baker even as a main character... Like, I'm, I think, right? Like, I'm pretty sure that she has like, a character and, like, she has, like, a cat you know, somebody is cast as her and she's in episodes and stuff, I feel like if you read the book, you'll understand, like, it's not about her, like, it's about the people that are, like, left after she's dead and, like, the way that they deal with her death and, like, with her blaming them, you know, and, like, I feel like the show puts more emphasis on, like, the blame, like, the blame on the people and, like, what the people did to push her to death, like, and I don't really think, like, Yes, obviously it's the highlight of bullying, but it's, like, it's 2020, we know bullying is bad. Like, we're not in the 80s, like, people aren't just bullying people like that. I don't know, it's, like, I feel like I want to even collect my thoughts about this, because, like, I just feel like they're going about it so wrong. They're just, like, distorting the point and, like, the purpose of the book, and it's like disgusting to me honestly like the way that they're making it about like this lawsuit and I'm like how are there three seasons like there's no reason for there to be three seasons because the 13 reasons were just her excuse like I don't really know I just it's just wrong like it's just not right like the purpose of the the purpose of the show is to tell a different story than the book like they're not the same and a lot of people might think I'm reading too far into it or whatever and it's like a good story but like it's just not right, like, especially because this show is aimed at children, you know, and, like, as a child, like, even when I was a bipolar, like, child when I was young, you know, like, when you're having a lot of hormones and you're sad and, like, 12, 13, 14, even, like, you don't know what to do. It feels like the end of the world and it feels like it's never gonna change and, like, that's, that's it forever, you know, and, like, even older kids, 16, 17, like, they could get the same message from that and, like, watching this girl, like, kill herself and, First of all, so graphically, so graphically, like, there was absolutely no reason to put that much emphasis on the graphics, like, for that kind of self-harm, like, it just- there's none, like, especially after coming out of the Tumblr era of glorifying self-harm, it's just not right to to blast that in kids' faces, like, when they're going through stuff, because it makes them want to try it, and, like, you know, if- if you if you didn't see someone else doing it like you're not going to stop and think to do it to yourself i guess like i mean for a lot of kids i don't know like i i do know that some kids really they turn to that but it's just it's it's hard like it's a hard fine line i just don't think there's any reason to to put that in their face and put that idea in their head that this is a way to make it feel better or, like, killing yourself is a way to make the pain end. And, like, especially in 13 Reasons Why, especially I feel like in the show, they, like, put so much emphasis on, like, the way she's able to get back at these people who hurt her by killing herself and leaving these messages, like, to inflict pain on them, like, with her death. And it's, like, it's just not right, like, to put those kinds of thoughts, like, in these kids' heads. And I know that in the very first season after the first season there was a girl who killed herself in a similar way and she like she mimicked the show or the book and like left notes for these people and you know it just reminds me of like the Slenderman movie you know like how the Slenderman thing like ended up having a girl kill her friend in the woods like because of the Slenderman thing and it's like it, it's it's just kind of like proof to show that when you put something in a kid's face and a kid's head like that's what they're gonna think about that's like what they're going to they're gonna emulate that. So it's like, if, if they see that these people on TV are, like, able to escape their pain and stuff by self-harm and hurting themselves and killing themselves and, like, blaming other people for their pain, it's just not a healthy way to, like, teach them to deal with that. And, um, I was watching the Breakfast Club, a Breakfast Club interview with Kiki Palmer the other day that came out the same year that the, the first season of the show came out, and she made some really good and similar points, actually, that, like, these kids don't know like any different you know like and if that's what they see and that's what's like working on television you know like that's what they're gonna lean to that's what they're gonna run towards um yeah i don't know that's a great interview by the way is the kiki palmer breakfast club interview and honestly it, it is dated um and it's kind of funny because in this interview she actually is like she defends r kelly and then 20 minutes later she starts like talking about believe victims and like the me too movement because whatever the situation trey songs came up like about how he had sexually assaulted her and like she told him no um so that had like come up and she was like you know believe black women da, 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 da. and then the other girl i don't know her name i never watched that the breakfast club like i think charlemagne's a dude i'm not i don't know, whatever I'm not Char- the, the guy i don't know one of the guys that is on there is fucking a douchebag so i don't like watching that too much um but The girl who was on there was even like, okay, R. Kelly. Like, what about R. Kelly? And she was... And then she's... I mean, Kiki was, like, in the midst of talking about, like being taken advantage of in the industry like by people that you love and respect and stuff and then she goes r kelly and kiki just kind of puts her head in her hands because she was just defending him you know and like saying the like oh i don't know what these girls said like da 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 like he i don't want to separate like i can separate his music from the person and blah, blah 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 and then like 20 minutes later she's talking about how people don't believe her and like don't believe women and then she kind of realizes that she contradicts herself i hope that she doesn't agree with that now but it was just interesting to me to like watch that and it was like cause the whole rest of the interview is fucking beautiful she's go, she gets into a lot of really good points um but the just the mentioning of r kelly like it made me sad and like the fact that yeah it's so it was so true like so many people idolized him so much that like they were even willing to look past it even while they're in the midst of dealing with being victimized themselves like it was just it was just hard like i don't know that was totally a side note like um from the topic at hand at 13 reasons why but i guess i'm going to conclude that conversation with 13 Reasons Why had no reason to be just absolutely glorifying and, like, giving such a vivid visual to these kids, like, of suicide like that. Like, I understand, like, you know, we see suicide in other movies. Like, recently I was actually just watching Westworld. In one of the episodes, they show a bathtub suicide and there's another shoot and it too they have a bathtub suicide but like neither of those are very graphic and they get the point across exactly you know like they show they show the razor the glass and then they show the bloody bathtub you know they don't they don't actually show the like the visual of like I don't feel like that's necessary I feel like that's over the top and it's for shock value and it's just absurd like there's no reason for that like you're on Netflix like you realize that kids who are five six years old have access to this like you don't like not all parents are paying attention to what their kids are watching I know there's Netflix for kids but like not everybody not everybody's using that feature you know like anyway it's it's just baffling to me like it's disgusting I feel like the like Selena Gomez being behind it and like whoever produced that it's just like it was tasteless and it was like it's like it's like when teachers use the n-word in class for shock value. Like, it's just gross. It's like, why there was no reason for that. Like, you could have gotten your point across, like, without doing that. Yeah, and then also not even to mention, like, this fucking whack-ass fucking lawsuit storyline. Like, I don't even know how the- Like, three seasons? Like, there's- If you read the book- If you are watching the show and you stay in the show and you read the book and you get to the end and you feel like that the other two seasons were justified, like, you can go fuck yourself because there's no reason for other seasons in the show. Like, the whole point is to get the point across in one season like they could have even made it into a movie and gotten the point across even better but they just decided to stretch it out and make money off of it because they got such good reception i guess like and honestly shame on these actors like i I can't even like them anymore because i'm like how are you even able to stand behind this show like i don't know i guess i should watch it like i should go and watch it and reread the book and like redo this opinion and everything but like Just from what I've heard and seen from far away about this show, like, I just can't stand behind it at all. I just can't. And, like, honestly, if you've seen it and you have more dirt that you want to spill on it, or if you want to get into an argument with me about it, again, I would like you to read the book first, but I guess bring it my way, like, I don't know. I just, I can't stand it. Like, if you're coming to just tell me that I'm a dumbass, like, fuck off. But, you know, I'm willing to listen if you have some points otherwise, I guess, maybe. going to recommend a couple other things to watch instead of that they aren't going to be the same genre because i don't necessarily watch like high school genre movies a lot even though i can say i love to all the boys i've loved before um stan it i love that i also but i like the second one not so much i don't really stand peter in that one i think she should have gone for the other guy i think that netflix whitewash that one again but whatever we stand peter krasinski i guess that netflix quarters whatevs um so yeah my recommendation would probably if you like british humor if you like funny shit i would go for end of the fucking world So in the end of the fucking world, um, he, shoot, is his name, God, what is his name? I can't remember for some reason. Whatever. So he thinks that he's a sociopath and so he goes on this adventure with like some, this neurotic girl and she's just crazy. She's like his complete opposite. And he kind of, I mean, he obviously realizes he's not a sociopath, but they go on this insane adventure. Um. they end up, like, killing somebody, um, it is, it is in self-defense, it's in good taste, it's not, like, senseless murder or whatever, but it's, it's a good one, I think you'll enjoy it, unlike a lot of Netflix movies, season two actually did, Netflix movies, Netflix series, season two was really well done, I really enjoyed the new characters they added, and, like, the plot development that they decided to go on, um, I liked the gap in time, it was, it was a good one, so, like, it's worth watching, especially if you, You know want to spend the time to go get into a show with a couple seasons like it's a good one i don't know if they'll do a third season they don't really need to like the way they didn't need to do a second season at the end of the first season either like they could have left it open but they did a second season so i guess they'll see if they're gonna pick up a third fingers crossed i i i think like i don't want it to get fucked up though like um one of my favorite characters actually in second season is the same actor who is in the show Bonding which I am really in love with. It is a show about a dominatrix who's in grad school and she uses like her, her clients like pay her way through grad school essentially and like she does she it's like light BDSM and dominatrixing stuff like it just kind of gets into kinks and like she's studying to be a therapist so it's kind of like she wants to be a therapist and you think she believes like her dominatrix work is helping her clients in a therapeutic way which i totally agree in the way that they highlight it is really well done i enjoy the way that they take care of um they take her i mean like the episodes only 15 minutes and pop and there's only eight just so you guys know so it's really quick it's like a really fast watch if you want to just put something on in the background if you don't like paying attention to things too much um but the character that I was talking about is like her love interest kind of in the show. He's fucking awesome. His name is Doug. He's- he like makes the show. I didn't like him at first, but he- after I watch it again, like every time I love him more, he's so funny. Um, But yeah, that's a great one. It did get picked up for a season two, so if you get into it, then lucky you, you'll get a season two soon. I've had to wait for like a year, so fuck you for getting a season two faster than I did. Um, So also, if you like short attention spans, I would- probably check out solar opposites if you like cartoons also it is made by the same creators as rick and morty um i am gonna go off on a really quick rick and morty tangent because like when i'm watching solar opposites i can tell that the voice actors because there's a lot of the same voice actors from rick and morty i could tell that the voice actors are more excited for these new characters than they have been for rick and morty this previous season so like this is why i'm going to get into season five because if you've watched season five and if you've kept up with rick and morty the way that i have um i'm like such a stupid geek i love the plot actually of rick and morty the character development is like really well done to me i'm i know that i'm like one of the only people that really watches it for the actual plot development but like i totally love it that being said I feel like this season like they lost their their like love for the show I honestly feel like it it felt kind of dull like at points the first like couple episodes I liked you know the whole you know the first one's about Jessica and Morty and like I liked it I just wasn't I kind of was like confused why they started the season like that I don't know. I guess they kind. I felt like they flirted around the topic of like the actual main plotline this season, and like the only episode that they really like dove into like the Citadel of Rick's or the I guess interdimensional cable. Not that I necessarily want them to do an interdimensional cable like episode every season. I think that it's super played out. Like they don't, they shouldn't feel required to do that. Nor should fans like expect that of them um but in the train episode he actually mentions like if we wanted to do a bunch of quick one-offs we would have done interdimensional cable and i felt like that was him like almost as a jabbing at the fans like kind of like fuck you like i don't really want to do interdimensional cable every fucking season and like the way that they go really meta in that episode i feel like was almost a fuck you to the producers um because just because like the way that they played in like the the references to the future like they mentioned the two bets, like they have the two bets like in the future and they have tammy and they have like bird person or bird phoenix person um <laughs> i guess like um in and like evil morty like all in that future forward thing well on the train which is really just like a fake morty and rick the whole time you know like I felt like that was kind of them just being like, here, fuck, like, fuck you, you want something, like, here, like, just take it, like, it kind of just felt like them just being like, fuck, man, and it also felt like a rushed episode just because I know, like, I read a whole article about how they spend so much time and, like, energy on making sure that each episode is perfect, like, the fact that there was, like, a cheap corona joke at the end of the season, or the episode, um, I felt like that episode was just kind of like a fu- like a fuck like fuck this just take this fucking episode because like I feel like the producers were pushing them to do something that was going to be like quote unquote like relevant to the times or something because like a lot of people are doing that right now so I I don't know like I just know that I like in the article I read I'm pretty sure they said they've been they've been animating and doing this particular season for like almost a year or two so it's like there's I just feel like there's no way that like that cheap corona joke like like that whole what they just tossed it at the end of an episode that they worked really hard on like i don't think so like i think it was probably just a just like like a fuck like here take it instead of like wanting to explore the ideas that they wanted to do um for the season my personal favorite episode is the snake jazz episode um i really like the callback to terminator i think it's really funny Um, The very last episode and, like, the Clay People episode were really good. I like that the double- the dual Beths take assertion over the family instead of Rick, and they all kind of realize, like, they don't have to kiss Rick's ass. That's, like, what I've been waiting for, honestly. But my biggest complaint is that they fucking keep Jerry around. Like, what the fuck is his purpose? Like, I know that the Beths, like, love him for whatever reason, but I just, like, hate him so fucking much. I just wish that he would die, like- I seriously like when they got back together I was so mad like I really couldn't deal with it so yeah that being said If you watch Solar Opposites, you'll be able to notice a difference in the voice actors and the fact that they are more excited to do this new show, in my opinion. I could be totally wrong about it, but they just sound, like, more juiced, I feel like, to start on, like, a fresh idea and not have to, like, do the same things. Because the new characters are really funny and, like, they get to explore, like, those characters a little bit more. It's, like, I feel like maybe, like... I don't know. Do you think Mila Kunis got bored of doing Meg after so many years? You know, because it's not like the writers are pumping out too much new content. Like, how bored do you think he, he has to be of burping and, like, slurring his words and being Rick all the time, you know? Like, it's gotta be fucking annoying at a point. At a point, you know? Like, of course you love the characters, but it's just like, geez. I don't, that's just my, like, perception. I could be totally wrong. I don't know nothing about, like, being a voice actor, but that's just kind of how I feel. Because I feel like they're enjoying the new characters in Solar Opposites a lot. Um, so I guess, call back to that. My main favorite thing about this show is the wall people arc, and like I I don't know like how to describe it other than like if you've seen Rick and Morty the Glass Menagerie like bit, it's like not even an episode, it's a bit in The Morty's Mind Blowers, um, where they get sent to a glass menagerie. So basically the aliens who are on Earth, like, they're the only aliens on Earth, and it's like people are normal about it, but they get bullied for being aliens. So like when people are mean to them, the the little boy alien, like makes them tiny and he puts them in this giant glass wall and like all the people in the wall like time moves faster for them because they're tiny and they like have this whole society down there and like there's a couple of episodes (laughs) that like explore the life like in the wall and I'm telling you it's like the funniest thing I think episode eight or episode nine is like all about the wall people and I definitely think that even if you don't watch the rest of the show you should probably just watch that episode for the sake of it being fucking hilarious um (laughs) like there's like a hierarchy and like a like a revolution in this glass wall and like the kids have no idea and it's just so fun i just (laughs) okay anyway anyway on the along the lines of cartoons also to call back to the very beginning the midnight gospel is like the coolest druggy cartoon fucking podcast so essentially there's duncan trussell who is clancy who goes down to um, simulated planets, and he talks to people and he interviews them, and all of this is animated by the same animators from Adventure Time, so you can definitely tell that it's from the same advent- like animators of Adventure Time, and it's just beautiful, like honestly, to watch. And it- but it is kind of difficult to focus on one thing or the other. So like when you're watching, you want to watch the cartoon, but if you're watching the cartoon too closely, because there's so much going on, like you totally don't even realize what they were talking about, so, like, I found myself having to watch it twice or three times even, because I had to go back and, like, re- like, listen, like, the second time, so the first episode is a really great start, it is about drugs, and it is, like, one of the least complicated cartoons, so it is kind of easier to follow than the rest of them, but once you get past that, they're a little dense, like, to digest, you have to, like, think about it for a bit, but the overall theme is mindfulness, and, like, being mindful of your decisions, and your actions and stuff, and, like, the consequences of them, and it's a really nice message and the fact that it comes across in so many different ways and it like relates to all these different people's stories, like, it's very interesting, and it's a, it was a nice, pleasant surprise, because I wasn't really expecting it to have much of, like, a, a purpose, other than being, like, a stupid cartoon, so, it was, yeah, it was a very pleasant surprise to turn it on, um, and actually, I have recently gotten back into the glass scene, and a couple of weeks ago, I saw this guy who had made a Clancy rig, and he wanted to gift it to Duncan Trussell, and, like, I mean, I've been in, I've been involved like in the Glass Queenie, I guess for like a few years, like here and there. Um, but I've never really seen anybody gift like a rig like that. Like I've never seen anybody make something out of appreciation for another medium and like gift it to the artist. Not that it doesn't happen, I'm sure it does, but I just haven't really seen that happen before, like, so it was really sweet to me to, like, see him post and be like, oh, I'm gonna see if Duncan Trussell wants to, like, keep this, I made it for him, and then a few week, like, a week later, Duncan Trussell posted, like, oh, this was a gift from a fan, like, that made it for me, and I was just like, "Oh, like, that's so sweet, like, you can go on his Instagram, he has it posted on there. Um, it's a really nice little piece. It's really cute. If you've seen the show, it has a little vacuum dog as a slider bowl. It's a fucking adorable little fucking thing. Um, and yeah, I think that's, Um, I'm going to leave that off on that note. I'm going to say Black Lives Matter and go give Midnight Gospel a listen. Also read 13 Reasons Why. I feel like that's that's pretty important.